Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 26 of Mortally Wounded. I'm your host, Chris Welfare. And I'm your host, James Maybrook. And joining us today, we have a special guest. Please welcome Ben Spinetti. I truly am special. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben is joining us for our next hobbyist highlight episode. So today we're going to be chatting to Ben about him as a hobbyist um, and kind of his painting style, his how he hobbies, um, and yeah, just kind of I guess getting to know Ben a bit, um, and then yeah, asking him all about how uh, he approaches painting and everything about the hobby because uh, yeah, he's he's kind of known on the scene around here for for painting and terrain and things like that. So. Um, yeah, we thought it'd be cool to get him on and um, have a chat to him. So, Ben, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, I am Ben. Um, I don't know. I got into Sigma three years ago. I feel like some people know me, some people don't. Don't not really looking to get like noticed or anything. <laughs> it just 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 happened to be like that. Um, yeah, just really like Warhammer. Cool. Pretty much. Yeah. Sounds sweet. How did you? How did you like? When did you first see it? Oh god, I was like, like eleven or twelve, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. And me and my brother like got for Christmas the the original uh, Empire Orc. I, uh, I got that one as well. Like, yeah. Very long. Yeah, ages ago. Yeah, and I remember we. He always wanted the orcs, and I always wanted the empires. So it was perfect. It worked out perfectly. Uh, yeah. We didn't. We didn't know how to play. We didn't bother reading the rules. We just sort of threw some stuff together and yeah <laughs> Actually, it just looked and felt cool to be honest i felt like we played very similar to how age of sigma plays now it was yeah. a lot more fast and loose <laughs> yeah no points either no no points we just had what we had like yeah. that's all we had i painted them really badly with like enamel paints to begin with wow yeah like, we've, all, we've all been there yeah and then and then i repainted them like Four years after that, um, yep. with enamel yeah. paints. <laughs> no, 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 with actual GW paints. But I didn't shade them or anything. They were they went from uh, the Talibheim colors, the red and white, to my own Empire City, yeah, <laughs> um, cool. black and gold. Nice, nice. And I named them. Uh, that's right. I named them after Saint Dalfour. It was basically a jam that we had in our fridge. <laughs> the St. Dalfour jam and I just like, yep, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> That's great. That'll do. <laughs> oh, awesome. Were they always were they always surviving scraps? Were they very jammy? Oh no, I don't know. I just like the name. It was like French and a bit like like frou-frou and I was just like, yeah, just stick to that. You couldn't help yourself, could you, Chris? No. I was like, you can stick in the dad joke, but um here's a dad you're our dad though so you know you're forgiven this once yeah yeah, yeah. you're you're allowed to do as many as you want (laughs) but if you're gonna do dad jokes make them like good Ooh, Ooh. so so bad yeah dad jokes scale even worse even worse yeah (laughs) cringe i didn't cringe at that one and that's that's the sign of a good dad joke (laughs) okay cool so that's a little intro to Ben. Um, I think we'll just do some quick hobby progress. Uh, I think James, you've been working on a fair bit recently, so um, yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, want to go first? Yeah, sure. Like I was preparing for a tournament, which um, at the time of recording was last weekend, and yeah, so it was just the lead up to that. I was painting up a Legion of Grief army. Um, I had massive asp- aspirations to paint up 
like 50 Graveguard. Like I had a unit of 10, I wanted two units of 30. So um, yeah, I managed to get an extra 20 painted. Um, I knew I wasn't going to be able to paint the rest in time and I wanted to paint another Mortar Ascension. So I put one together. So it did like a conversion, but uh, uh, yeah, it just wasn't going to be enough. So um, yeah, painted some more zombies. Um, I've had some endless spells getting painted up, uh, like the Horogast and the, the Shards of Valaga. Yeah, I saw that. They look fantastic. Yeah. Looks really good. Yeah, so I'm keen to sort of give them a try. I've played them in one game, uh, like about a month ago now sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I think they're one of those spells you have to kind of practice with to kind of get the best out of it because it's only a 12-inch range. So, anyway, that's a discussion for another time. But, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's just basically preparing for that. That's been my hobby progress. So I painted up Reichnor, um I painted up a White King conversion using the... Knight of Shroud's Steed and Arkan's Body and uh, a few other bits and bobs just to put it together to make him look uh, unique. So yeah, he looked really cool. He was the general of my army and, yeah, went to the tournament. I suppose that, that counts as hobby progress. <laughs> um, <laughs> flew up to Brisbane last weekend. Uh, I did a post Ipswich. It was called the Ipswich GT, War in the West, and I've actually done a post um, show with with Clint from the Heralds of War, so that should be coming up uh, sometime this week. Uh, so cool. uh, keep your ears out for that, everybody. And yeah, so I won't go into any great detail because if you want to know, it'll all be on on that episode. So, um, but yeah, I went three and two, two major two major victories, minor victory, uh, major loss, minor loss. Uh, my goal was to get there and uh, try and go four and one, try and crack that cherry. So seemed to always be like a three and two kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, I won't go into all the details, but I was very chuffed to receive um, the best painted army judges choice award. So I took that home. Yeah. And, awesome. Um, yeah. yeah so that's awesome. Very, very pleased with that. I think, I think it was, uh, there was, there was no Travis, James Lynch or Brandt there. Well, that, so, that helps. <laughs> or Blake. Blake wasn't. <laughs> that helps even the odds a lot. So it evened the odds out a bit. So I think I rose to the I rose to the top of the pile there. <laughs> but um, no, it, I put a lot of work into the army. And um, I'm, as soon as I decided not to paint another 30 grave guard and a mortis engine, I was able to actually properly sort of give the due attention that uh, the models deserve. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's been my hobby progress. Um, what about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, I'm just cracking on with the, the Seraphon, um, my lovely, super vibrant contrast test army. Um, taste the rainbow. Yeah. My, my skittle skinks. So I've done, <laughs> I've done 54 skinks so far. I've been, I'm basically doing seven units of 10 all in different colors, like literally the rainbow colors. That's cool. Um, so I had, yeah, 54 and then I had to build the other 16. So I've got another box, but they're built. I just need to spray them and then I'll add them. And then I've done my 15, initial 15 Saurus Guard as well. So I'm going to have three units of 10 ultimately, but at the moment I'm just doing three units of five. So I've got a kind of greeny blue one, a yellow one, and a red one. So, um, yeah, and then the I've also done the Eternity Warden skin. So at the moment it's just been the skin um, on all of them, just kind of all over. Um, wash it, like, using the contrast paints um just all over the skin so um yeah it's it's good because i've got the army built and like i can play games with it i already have been um and it will just slowly kind of 
come together more and more and it's already like going to look way better on the tabletop because you can distinguish between the units already and it's just super bright um which is really cool like i've never done an army that's so bright and so many different colors all in one because i normally kind of keep it quite uniform it's, it's hard um, to go back once but, you start doing that <laughs> yeah but like the, um, the surf on pick a scheme and yeah. stick with it whereas yeah this is literally like i'll be consistent in the like secondary colors so like all of the weapons and shields and stuff are all going to be like all the blowpipes and metal will just be gold yeah um and i'll do a fairly dark like deep uh, just like the retributor armor i think it is base gold and then i'll just wash it with like reichland gloss and that will be pretty much it um yeah. and then all of the shields and the other weapons aren't like the blowpipes like all the celestite weapons i'm gonna i'm doing with the black contrast paint so it's kind of a blacky gray mm-hmm. um uh, and then like the crests i'm alternating between black and white so like half of the, like every unit of 10 half of them have white crests and the other half have black crests um as well so just to mix it up a little bit um because I, I, I know you're running snake pastilodons arc of sotek ones yeah and you've got skittle skinks can you please paint all your snakes on the arc, arc of sotek arc of sotek like um jelly snakes <laughs> and then like, can you please paint like, your slan like either red or green you have to show your allegiance to red or green frogs oh no see i have a plan i have a plan for the slan which is going to be one of the few non-contrast models mm. i think i'm going to spray him with the color shift paints because i have them here and i still haven't opened them Ooh. um so i'm going to like spray him to be all like metallic-y color shifty and then do get a white and a fine toothbrush and just like flick white onto him yeah. to kind of galaxy. be like, That's like cool. a galaxy, like a, a nebula type thing. Mm. Um, he's like a space lizard that is remembering all the others. He's remembering <laughs> when he ate skill. He's remembering when he's eating skills. I'm kind of tempted <laughs> to do like a little bowl next to him. Like instead of a console, it's just a bowl of skills. <laughs> That's amazing. As he eats them, he's like, "Oh!" And then when uh, skips, when skips, when Kemmel von Skittle came from the old world and brought within skittles and then yeah. a flourishing trade between the uh the confectionery of the empire and the old ones began yeah um <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much me that's where i'm up to um i need to get all the monsters the remaining skinks and then all of the uh, bracken the basing material bracken stuff the plastic yeah, yeah that... bracken. um i've got two boxes of that so i need to just get all of that sprayed in wraithbone and then i can fully like just get the whole army painted are you just gonna um, paint on the sprue the bracken i will yeah i'm just gonna go yeah like all the different contrasts um, yeah i've done that before and it's a nightmare to do it singly just yeah. <laughs> the sprue is so much easier and contrast rubs off so easily um so i don't want to be touching any part yeah. of the bracken so if i've got the sprue to hold on to i can just cover it in contrast make sure it's fully and then dry brush it and then make sure it's fully kind of dry mm. um but then yeah i'll use that's when I'm going to get out a color wheel and try and understand color theory and go for oh, opposite colors. So like if yeah. I have a, if I have a yellow skink, I'll go for the opposite color on the color wheel secondary for the basing bracken color. And yeah. Oh God. That's like, uh... it'll really pop if you do that. It's good. Yeah. I like it. Um, like we go. And they'll all just be in the mud texture paint. So they'll all be like running through mud, but with bits mm. of bright opposing secondary color bracken to the, yeah i still yeah. don't 
understand color wheels fully so it's going to take me some time but i'll i'm literally going to do a list and i'm going to be like okay yellow skink is this color bracken and just work it through so i can't fuck it up because otherwise i will fuck it up because <laughs> all that stuff does not come naturally to me so those it's, um it's a rabbit hole. models like they really lend themselves so well to the the contrast paint range yeah it's the perfect I, army to i think my favorite on. is um you sent through some pictures of the the yellow ones that you'd, you had done i think they're my favorite yeah. It just lends itself perfectly to the the texture on those models. There yeah, they're pretty cool. And I've never painted yellow before, and I've heard everyone say how awful it is. All I can say is with contrast, it's not awful. It's actually very easy, and it looks really nice. Checks in the mail. So, yeah, contrast, it's great. Yeah. So, Ben, what have you been doing hobby-wise? What have I been doing? Um, not a lot, surprisingly, that G- Sydney GT is coming up like soon that's basically my, my next big event that's going to be happening um I've yeah, it's, just, only, it's only two months away now it's not it? that far no i've got a lot yeah. to paint um yeah. <laughs> uh just finishing off some characters um my second tidecaster who i've had on my table for months and i just managed to just sort of pick up um i used the head from the the turtle drummer on the the drummer on the turtle because I didn't really like the Namadi on there. Um, so I took his head and put that on. It had that blank face. And oh, I know the one. Yep. Yeah, and then I had um, uh, a couple of people mentioned to me I need to, like, paint something on it. And so I went in one day and spent, like, a good two hours just getting the uh, the Sheikah eye from Zelda Oh yeah. on it. And it was, like, it was painful, but I got it done eventually. And I was like, okay, I can freehand again. This is sweet. Um, and then, cool. yeah, and, and then the, I'm, that, the, yeah, the Sheikah symbol actually looks quite Idenethy. It's like it a looks crying eye, yeah. and it's like, I kind of like that. I dig that. Um, and then I'm also work, finishing off Lotan as well, my Blue Ring Octopus Lotan. Um, cool. <laughs> pretty much the last thing I've got to do now is paint a Magikarp on his scroll. <laughs> Just to signify, you know, he's, he's the shit war scroll, and so he has the shit Pokemon. But actually, secretly, Magikarp is the best. He used he used Splash, and it was ineffective. It's what you will find when you play with him. Hey, he <laughs> killed the Knight of Zeros. That's all I care about. <laughs> In Skirmish, he killed the Knight of Zeros, which I'm very proud of him. He doesn't die. He killed, like, four Skinks and, like, two, sec- uh, two Liberators. That's fine by me. Like... With his bone quill? Yeah. He's doing, like, sc- scratching people's eyes out. Pretty much. He's a... He's like the Deepkin's like accountant. He's really good. <laughs> he works for H and R Block. <laughs> Other accountancy firms are available. Um, and then I've just started on uh, Reavers, ten Namadi Reavers. Um, they've been sitting around built for a while, but I just sort of got the oomph to sort of spray them and start painting them. I've really been enjoying them. Like, they're really cool models. Like, they're so, like, fluid and there's, like, really nice, like, cloaks and stuff to paint, um, which is cool. Um, yeah, and then I've just sort of been stocking up again on models <laughs> as I do for the next, like, six months. Promising yourself you're not going to buy any more and then going out and buying more. I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all know that. We all just know have that. to accept it. Just yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all all still uh like deepkin, so that's you obviously don't have any these are the first reavers you've painted for your army? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I wanted to do – I had some anyway, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll just put them in the list. I feel like they're useful enough. So also they're cool. So, yeah. And I can yeah. use them for Warcry. Actually, that's what I really want them for is Warcry. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. Have you played any games yet? No, no, not yet. Um, I'm waiting on the uh, Deepkin cards yep. to, um, to get them. Yeah, this weekend, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been waiting two weeks for them. I'm just like, yeah. I just want to play it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's um, I heard it. It's it's like Necromunda kind of. Uh, yeah, I, I've never game myself, but yeah, similar mechanics. I've heard. So. I love the um, I love the simplicity of it. It's really good. So I'm really looking forward to to playing it. So hopefully we can get yeah, some it looks, terrain. It looks it looks cool. I haven't oh, played it myself it yet. Crack. I kind of. I went in for a, a demo game, but two people were already playing it, so I just kind of watched a little bit. But um, yeah, it seems cool. Like the terrain, especially, looks awesome. Like you yeah. get so much in that box. It's to be honest, if you put it on like MDF bases, I think it would be enough to do it like a six by four battlefield. Mm, like, yeah, it's really. I've seen it in person. It's really nice. The bell is sick. Like that little bell tower and like all the the causeways in between the walls and just like the mm. wall designs as well. It's like, it's, it's reminiscent of the Azerite ruins that are already out. It's just got that another level of detail in there, which is yeah. And variation. Yeah. It's fantastic. I I've been thinking about wacky, um, Warcry boards to like, yeah. To up. And one of my ideas was I want to get another shipwreck, one of the deep kin shipwrecks oh, yeah. and make like a dried up, like port in like that weird cool. city in the, um, yeah. Or like stagnant yeah. water or whatever, and have like the uh, if I can get a bunch of Goblin Town. Yes, I was yep. just gonna say you need the like gob- uh, you need Lake Town and Goblin Town. There's a kit for that. Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. use the Lake Town buildings for like the edge of the port, and then yeah, that'd be yeah, cool. and do that, and have like you could jump over like, and the water does something. It's like poisoned or whatever, and that'd then really cool. use one half of the ship to make like a pub. The front half. <laughs> and like turn it up on the front on its on its side, and oh, then cool. make like a pirate pub thing, like a know. bar, like a theme bar. Pirate yeah, pub. yeah, exactly. Yeah, like tiki oh, bar or something, really cool. <laughs> which I can then use for my deepkin as my third piece of terrain. You can have Lotan behind the bar shaking up cocktails with his octopus. Oh, holy, oh that's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> shaking up like three or four Ooh, different cocktails. I didn't even think of that. That's an amazing idea. <laughs> Now I have to buy another Lutan. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. That would be amazing. <laughs> Get some tiny little mild cocktail things. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Uh, awesome. Too funny. Cool. Right, well, should we crack into the main part of this show then, which is to, yeah, talk to you as a whole and get some of your insights and how you make your armies and models look as awesome as they do. So I guess for anyone that doesn't know, you're kind of known for your Ideneth Deepkin, obviously, as we've talked about. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're kind of, I guess the main thing you're known about is being Shark Ben. Yeah. Shark King Ben. The one that, um, the one that own, has only, like, runs sharks. The only one, I've only you, got the four sharks ever that GW sold, apparently, so... <laughs> I, I, yeah, I feel so like you, I'm slowly converting people to them. I've been seeing more and more pop up, but yeah, in the beginning it was the, point, it was the points drops have helped that as well. I'd but, still um, take them at 140. <laughs> but yeah, you were definitely taking them from from the beginning, and yes, you ran a unit of four, famously now at CanCon, um, which yeah, they were on the stream, weren't they? I think. You yeah, the first first episode. 
But yeah, they got crushed by Stormcast, but you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so do you want to kind of explain, I would guess, the scheme and then, yeah, kind of how, what your inspiration was and um, how you kind of went about painting them? Yeah. Um, so unlike most Deepkin players or unlike a lot of people that have been around in the hobby for a bit, I didn't immediately go out and buy the models when I saw the army came out. Um, I, I looked at the army, the, the whole like reveal video, the music was amazing. I loved it. I fell in love with the army, but I, I didn't, I didn't have the motivation and I didn't have a list I was happy with. And I didn't have a color scheme I was happy with either. Um, so basically it just sort of put it to the back of my mind for like five, four or five months just sort of let it sort of happen as I do. Um, and yeah, then I eventually just got like pushed in to doing them eventually. Cause I was just having a bad streak with my KO and I'm just like, I need a new army. Cool. This is time to do this now, I think. Um, and cause I'd done such a, a, such a dull color scheme on my KO. I really wanted to push myself with this army and like really go all out and like freehand and like bright colors and, you know, really cool, interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then eventually I sort of just like sat down with the book and just looked through like the, the enclave color schemes. And I just found the, the bone armor. I liked that. And I was like, this is, this is nice and easy, but it's, it looks really good. Yeah. Um, and then the cloth color to go with that was a, was originally meant to be corn red. No, yeah, corn red. It was meant to be corn red, um, but I accidentally painted them screamer pink instead. <laughs> That's one of my favorite colors, hey, screamer pink. Yeah, and then I, after I did it, I realized, oh wow, actually, this works a lot better than corn red would have. So it was, my cloth scheme is like totally just you know accidental. So did you, um, how do you work it up from Screamer Pink? So that's your, your base and <clears throat> where do you go from, go up from there on your uh, Um So Screamer Pink, uh, null oil wash, yep. and then bring it back up with Screamer Pink. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I, I didn't usually like to do this, but I have been recently with mixing paints. So I go yeah. like a half, half um, Screamer Pink with, the middle pink color, uh, pink horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pink horror. Yeah, yeah. So I do half enough of that. And then I go up to just pink horror and then that's just for the foot troops. And then if I'm going on a character, I'll do like the edges with, um, Empress children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you go for like the little sort of deep sort of warlock sort of purple vibe. Yeah. 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 And yeah. yeah, as I said, it was just completely accidental, but I kind of liked it. So I was like, yep, yeah, sweet. This'll do. It's good um, when a plan comes together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I, once I saw all the sea creatures and like the sharks and the eels, I was like, I really want to like do a lot from like nature, take yeah. like inspiration from just what's in the real world. Yep. Um, so the sharks immediately, I thought I'm going to do leopard sharks or like tiger sharks. I looked, I looked at sharks a, a long, a, lo- a long time. <laughs> I've been um, looking at sharks for a long time now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I looked at tiger sharks and I liked them when they were young, like when they're young, 
because they're sort of a bit more brownie, but when they get older, they become a lot more gray and they've got that very like distinct sort of not, not as distinct as when they're like adolescents. It's like when they're adults, they, they, that sort of stripe sort of fades away. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't really what I was looking for. And then I looked up leopard sharks and that was the scheme that I eventually settled on, which was like that more brown, that really nice, like mottled, um, Mm. uh, like browns and stuff, like nice model pattern. Yeah. yeah. Um, you definitely pulled it off on those sharks though. Like the, that unit looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It, it took a while to work out that scheme. Cause I had a, I had a picture and I, I went into the city store and spoke to who's not there anymore, but Tim, um, we spoke about colors and he sort of gave me some options. I wasn't quite happy with the options, but you know, I was like, maybe this is the only way to do it. And then I went into Digstall out at um, Liverpool and we had a chat and ended up finding the exact right colours that I needed. And then I was absolutely terrified when I started. I'm like, I I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> I've never done this before. So it was just sort of working out slowly. And I realised that it's actually not that hard to do freehand once you sort of work it out, especially on like natural things you can sort of like make mistakes and sort of cover your sins up in some ways yeah um yeah because i was gonna say there's a lot of freehand on there because i think if i'm remembering them properly like all of the rings because they're basically like what is kind of a light brown all over and then they're covered in kind of rings or spots yeah they've got like spots on them yeah the spots are like double tone yeah 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 and that was on the picture so it's like a really dark so it's like brown. What, if you if you painted like say a, if you painted yeah like a dark brown kind of splodge and then within that you'd paint a different color like almost like a cream perhaps or something within that as well. So it almost looks like a two ring on top of the skin color. Yeah, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. that was pretty much the picture that I found. <laughs> I just copied that essentially. Yeah. Well, it's like stuff in nature isn't like always like this perfect thing I, either. It's it's a bit rough. Yeah, and actually, when I started doing it, it was actually really fun, like, just yep. sort of splodging the pattern on, just sort of following it just differently. So. And it's, like, doesn't um, necessarily have to be, like, you don't have to replicate it exactly either. It can just be a basis, and so you can sort of draw in the inspiration from it and create something new. Yeah, yeah. So, essentially, I just looked at, like, the positions of, like, the stripes and just sort of kind of judged it roughly from that and just sort yeah. of, yeah, went with my own thing, so... Yeah, it's um, cool. It was super fun though. I actually really enjoyed it, and that sort of kicked me off to be like, okay, I can I can go a little bit more mad now. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually do this. So, well, that was exciting. So tell me, um, tell, tell me a bit about your display board because I remember at CanCon, I uh, I think CanCon earlier this year, you um, did you win the best terrain? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, because uh, I I never forget your your board because looking at it, it kind of drew you into the environment that your army was, was in on that board. And it's kind of really did portray like to me anyway, it gave like a sort of a feeling of actually being underwater with them kind of drew yep. me in, like just the colors and the tones and the way that you painted it really. Um, um, yeah. It really drew me in to the world where they were, they, situ- they were situated. And I, I really love that. So you, yeah. Whatever you yeah. did there, you just, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah so, great. It was fantastic. A little secret 
about that board <laughs> is that is the board that I've been using ever since I've been going to tournaments, essentially. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, Secret Weapon Miniatures Tablescapes. Indeed. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think they sell them anymore, maybe. No, they, they do. I actually just, um, I actually just got, got them uh, yes. um, last, last Friday. Yep. Delivered yep. at my doorstep. Oh, nice. Um, uh, so, yeah. yeah. They, um, you can still get them, but you've got to get them from the States. Yeah. Um, directly. Is this one of those I, like, I, four, four piece modular board things or something? Yeah. It's yeah. modular and it's got a, a border as well. And you can put like a little army plaque on there too. So they're like foot by foot squares. And then you can yep. just make like. Yeah, I, I like it more because it's really good for transport. You yeah. just sort of pack up four and it's like a foot by a foot and it's actually really easy. Yeah, um, that's that's why I picked it's probably one of the main reasons why I picked it up because they look one they look great to begin with and you yeah. you can cuz cuz I was traveling up to um Ipswich GT I knew I wasn't going to be able to fit my normal display board in there so I did, yeah. um, I borrowed Clint's one while I was up there but um I, that was the inspiration to get the secret weapon stuff. Cause I was like in the future, I just want to be able to take my own and not um, rely on other people for it. So yeah, it's a perfect thing for that. It's yeah, they're really good. I've, I've got a four by four board. I, I really wanted to get another, another two foot to make a six by four, but yep. it's, I realized that it's a bit too like weird for Warhammer in a way. It's a bit too like jaggedy mm. to like move stuff around, like big, big units of stuff around. Okay. So yep. I sort of just relegated it to, um, uh, display boards essentially. Yeah, and I just painted it really like neutral. I just sort of didn't want it to be super like out there and crazy. Yeah, because um, it supported it supported the brightness of the colors of your army, which is yeah, um, which is cool. I, I feel like the, the the big thing you were talking about is bringing you into the sea is the waves that I made. Um, I when now that this has become a thing, you have to bring like three pieces of of terrain to a tournament. Um, which I love. I think it's an awesome idea if you're really into like hobby and stuff. Um, because I study architecture and I'm like fairly good with my hands and fairly good at model building. Um, I use this as an opportunity to be like, okay, yep, I'm going to make something from scratch and try and make it look good. And try wanted to try and do something that no one had ever done before. Um, and yeah, I, I I had this idea. I want waves crashing into buildings and stuff, and having them um, like being tumbled around and stuff. So yeah. my original concept from that I got from was uh, you, people probably won't know it, but it's from World of Warcraft. Um, it was when uh, Battle for Azeroth was like being teased most recent expansion or something. Um, and it was one of the characters. They did like these really sweet animated, um, like three minute videos. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like this giant wave destroying this like elven city. with this really like sweet music behind it. And I was like, I want this. This is what I want. Like <laughs> I want to make something like this. Um, and so, yeah, it was basically just, I went with that and been just, had it brewing for a few months and then eventually worked out. Like I tried looking online to see if people had done waves and like they hadn't. And so I was like, all right, now I've got to try and work out, I've got to learn to cut foam and I've got to learn to um, make terrain myself <laughs> essentially. Yep. Um, 
yeah, and so I just sort of just did the research and just sort of just sort of just did it. Like I didn't I had a thought in my head and made it, and it appeared in front. It just, of me. It just kind of yeah, it just kind of happened. Like <laughs> like that. That's what happens with a lot of my armies is that I sort of let them sit on the back burner for a month or two and just let them like just sit and brew, yep. and then once that once it matures, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, this is this is what I do. Now you're ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, like painting that, I had to go through a couple of, I think I annoyed the crap out of uh, a bunch of people as I kept sending the pictures being like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Does it look like a wave? And I was like, oh, I'm really annoying these people. <laughs> um, the big biggest help was from Daniel Picard, Dan Picard. Yep. Um, he basically explained to me, he's like the physics guy. He basically explained to me like how waves work and like, a common theme to like common curves and stuff to how they kind of work most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so he sort of just drew me a bunch of diagrams from pictures of waves. And I just sort of stuck with that. And then I redid it again and sort of got them looking a lot better. Um, Yeah. And it was my, my first foray into pinning as well. (laughs) I'd never going to have a pin before. So it was like a massive learning curve for like all these things I've never done before. Um, Did you use a drill? Or like one of those little hand drills? One of the little hand drills, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I had to cut up a bunch of like Azerite ruins and like, yeah, pinning stuff. And Did it, you get your um, stuff from like a hobby shop or did you just get a two, like get a, just stuff around the house or how did you? Um, so the waves are like based off uh, the uh, X, XPA, I think. X, no, XPA is expanded polystyrene. Um, the dense foam. Oh, like the okay. like the pink foam. That's like that kind of pink. Yeah, pinky kind of yellow insulation foam, kind of yeah, like for yeah. for walls. Um, went to Bunnings and just grabbed a big sheet of it. Yeah. Um, and then just cut it with a wire cutter, essentially. Um, really badly <laughs> to begin with. I I didn't wear a mask or anything, so I've probably shortened my life by like ten years or something. <laughs> Not a good thing, but you know, I've learned from next learned for next time. Um, yeah, that's 10 years back next time. Yeah. <laughs> it was essentially just a lot of research into like materials that I liked essentially. Like um, I found this like really nice um, polystyrene sort of plasticky sort of sheet you can really use for um, uh, like MDF bases instead of MDF bases. You can use that really easy to cut with a knife and it didn't really require me to like sand anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, and it just sort of just went from there, really, and just sort of made some. It was all then just about composing it together, <laughs> really, which I like to think that my degree helped me with, but it was essentially just a glorified arts and crafts degree. So, <laughs> so is it all? Is it all just from like cut blocks of foam, or did you like, I don't know, like uh, what is it like paper mache over a shell? Did you have to seal it? Like, yes. Like so I, ha- the sheet wasn't thick enough, so I had to glue a stack a couple of sheets on. I think most people that use polystyrene generally do that. Um, let it, had to let it dry and then sculpted it with a hot wire tool. And I yeah. found that the hot wire cutter sort of semi sealed it, sort of melted it into like a sort of kind of like a shell, like a crispy shell, like a skittle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
yeah, it wasn't wasn't completely like sealed, so I just did the whole like PVA glue. Um, okay, so you covered it in PVA. Yeah, essentially, yeah, just like two yeah. two or three coats of it. Pretty, it was pretty thin and watered yep. down. Didn't really need that much. I was going to say watered down or yeah, yeah, full. Yeah, pretty watered down. Yeah, to get it into a nice like consistency. Just um, before you sprayed it, like a do you... oh yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, because yeah. the propellant in the uh, spray melts foam. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and then you end up. So I used to do that when I was a teenager to make scenery for Warhammer. You get like just like white packing polystyrene, and then you just yep. spray it with black spray. <laughs> And it just melts and it looks really, as a kid, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's so cool. I just made rocks. <laughs> and then you look back at it 10 years later and you're like, that was awful. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to so make bad. I tried to make a pyramid for like Tomb Kings when I was a kid. And I did that exactly, literally white polystyrene. And then as soon as I put paint on it, it like went, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Um, so I knew that was a thing. So I was like, okay, I've got to steal this. And I was just looking at a bunch of like um, terrain videos, like, like the terrain tutor, like Mel from the terrain tutor, I think. Um, I've heard of him. I haven't. His, his videos are really good. Um, another guy as well, Luke, Luke's affordable paint service or whatever. Okay. Um, very like, love his accent. It's like, Really, I don't see know the, where it's from. See the yeah, thing? it yeah. is. Yeah, he's like, how do? I don't know what it is. It's, it's funny. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I know the guy you coming. mean. I think I know the guy you mean. Yeah, he, he does really stuff stuff on the cheap, which is really cool. Showed like I remember seeing watching a video how to make a like a, just make a small hill sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just sort of, and it was just that stuff that I was just watching in the mornings when I woke up. It's just like kept like looking through these videos and just sort of getting this knowledge to sort of get it together, which is sort of what I tend to do anyway, sort of how I sort of go about my hobby is just sort of research, 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 have an idea and then research, research, let it sit and just sort of work out. And eventually it'll just come, come together yeah. either by accident or like it'll just happen because I planned it so well. Have you got any <laughs> uh, big plans brewing uh, for Sydney GT or, um, or any other events like CanCon next year or anything like that? Have, in, anything you want to reveal or is it- Now I've got the itch for making my own like custom terrain that suits the the faction that I'm doing. Um, honestly, I, I can't tell you because even I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't. So you're not researching anything at the moment. I haven't found an army that I'm happy with yet. Okay. So you're, um, you're going to move on from Ardenet for. Yeah. Yeah. So what I tend to do is build an army, play it for the entirety of a year and then try and learn it to like its core like find out all the little tricks and things and just like, yeah, play it for a year to learn it really well. Uh, mm-hmm. And then usually shelve it and start a new army. Um, sometimes bringing them out for like fun, fun things. When the rules changes or points changes or whatever, just take yeah. them out a spin. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, like yeah. Caradron, have you taken them out? Yeah. I took them out for a spin two weeks ago to okay. Games Cube yep. and came first. <laughs> 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 so I was a bit shocked at. It. I was like, "What? This shouldn't be happening!" Like, hey, aren't shouldn't be winning. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I did slightly rig the first um, first game. I did grudge Ken with his Slanesh. Oh yeah, um, because he wanted he wanted to see what KO could do to his Slanesh. So I was like, "I'll, I'll bring the KO and I'll grudge you first round." Okay. Um, and so what happened? And they were brutally crushed yeah. at the end of turn two. So. 
KO is the answer to Slanesh. KO is the answer to everything in the meta currently. To be honest, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, they will kill your Grisogor, they will kill your Slanesh, they will kill your Daughters of Cain. Um, if, if you, like, I don't know when this is going out, but, like, if you take them to a tournament, like, you'll catch a bunch of people by surprise because no one will be taking them. I've been eyeing them off for a very long time. I mean, they're, starting, they're starting to come back out. People are they got such ridiculous point drops that, like, I couldn't ignore them. And I'm just like, yeah, they're insane. They're definitely, yeah. like, going to be the police for all those, like, big scary lists out there, for sure. The police, I love yeah. it. Yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Putting all those naughty people away. Yeah, yeah, you ruin the, those people's days when they're like, oh, my God, I got four wins with my Grisogor. And then it's you come up against a KO player and you're like, I haven't seen this army in like a year. And then they just get blown off the table and it's like, yep, that's what we do. <laughs> it's a perfect time for like people to play them competitively while the meta is still like still around, like with all the gristle gore and stuff. So if you want to catch, go catch off surprise and maybe win something, take KO. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> Very tempting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I honestly have no idea what I'm doing for CanCon next year. Um, I have been painting up Spider Riders, Gloomspite Gits. Just for um, a bit of fun, something... Yeah, pretty much. Just I got a bit sick of painting Deepkin, um, yep. so I just wanted a break, and then I just cracked out some, bought an Arachnorok really cheap, um, just painted up some web spinners and that, and it was actually really fun. It's still such a really cool model. I've always <laughs> loved the Arachnorok model. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Um, and so I wanted to do with this one, I wanted to do no metallics at all, in this army, so like have everything, all the weapons made with like um, like, like obsidian or jade and, and okay. yeah, yeah, and like weird magic and stuff. Um, and it was really fun. It was really fun to just like test out new things. And I did like I painted the Arachnorok like uh, Duncan does with the Alarial's beetle. I just followed basically okay. his tutorial yeah. for painting yep. its shell. Yeah, cool. Um, and it was really cool. It was, it was really fun. And just like painting green skin is something that is like completely different to painting normal skin. Yeah. Do you find you do that a lot in your painting? Like you'll see like a tutorial, like whether it be Wyma TV or um, somewhere online or in a white dwarf or whatever. Like, do you, you say, I like, I like how that looks. I'm going to use that technique and put now I'm going to paint something else using that same technique. Do you, do you find you do that a lot with your, um in your hobby? I, I actually do. Um, I usually like put it away in the, um, in the hard drive. Yep. and to sort of let it – I'll, I'll remember it, and I'll be like, all right, now I want to do that, and I'll bring it out, and I'll be like, oh, this is a tutorial for it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah I've got to do that because there's, like, certain white dwarves that I always find myself digging through, like, 10 magazines trying to find, like, this – Yeah. Honestly, I – Somewhere, I'll just, like oh, – sometimes I just – yeah. I, I, <laughs> I just tear out the paint splatter page and just, like – Yeah, I've got to make a scrapbook or something. Yeah. Like yeah. a – you know, like, like uh, seeing like artists, how they have those like inspiration walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do yeah. something. We could have like a Warhammer inspiration wall or something. That'd be cool. Isn't that what Pinterest is for? I was just going to say, just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Pinterest. Yeah, yeah, just do it but, electronically. Yeah, but like, I love. <laughs> I, I would watch Duncan's tutorial videos like every morning. It was just sort of like a quick one minute thing to just like get me up in the morning. It'd be the first thing I put on, and mm. just sort of see what he'd do, and be like, oh, okay, I'll remember that for next time. Yeah. Um. 
just to learn like new stuff. Like it, I might not particularly use the colors, but I will use the technique that he uses. Yeah. It might spark an in, like inspiration in another direction. Or yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just by being virtue of seeing it and absorbing it. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. And what else? I don't spiders. Um, have you painted all of the units in Ardeneth? Uh, not entirely. No. Um, I'm doing the Reavers now. Yeah. Hmm. They're on my list. Um, I've still got to do Morsa. I've done Ishlayan, but I have to do Morsa and they're technically a different unit. So yeah, I'm painting up three of them for Sydney GT. Um, have you got your, have you got a finalized list? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. It's, it's okay. fun. It, I like it. I've, I, I like it. It's fun. <laughs> it's a very me list, like cool. very Lester field. I really want the, uh, I'm taking Lotan, that's for sure. I just want to annoy the um, list reviewers by someone being like, oh, my God, he's got four Alapexes, and why has he got Lotan? Like, <laughs> Hashtag shit. What an, what an idiot. And just like, and just try and do decently well with it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really uh, looking forward to Sydney GT, hey? It's oh, be yeah, it'll be fun, yeah. 2,500 um, points. I think that's going to be the mode of practice games from here on in, I think. That, that's what I've been doing that's, a lot. That's all I'm playing at the moment. My last yeah. three have all been 2.5 with the Seraphon. I'm yeah. Playing, yeah, I'm playing again on Saturday at Company Dice. So, Like yeah. even just to get the game lengths, like get practice so you're, you're finishing the games on time. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly, yeah. Instead of going in cold or whatever, but yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I found when I took my forty corsairs. I just did not like moving them around the board. I and then I was like, I can't do this. I played them for one game; they were okay, and then I just like, no, I can't do this. I, yeah. I can't. I can't go back to painting forty of the same model. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, and no, I found a list that I like now. So I'll, I won't reveal it. I'll let the um, whoever the guest reviewers are have a laugh at it. <laughs> An underestimator, which is exactly what I want them to do. I'm assuming it's basically going to be a 2K list. Probably it's, the one you're, it's you were sen- running it, with four sharks, and then you're going to add, obviously you've added Lotan and some more Sargard. So it's, yeah, that's kind of, what, three 300. So there's something else. It's, it's essentially my current 2K list with a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've also been working on, painting up endless spells. Like I bought the malign sorcery box ages ago and I just sort of been picking bits out and just painting them up. Kind yeah. of fun. Um, I've been working currently on my bail, my deepkin inspired bail wind. Um, yeah. You sent me a sneaky picture of that the other day. It looks Ooh. cool. Yeah. That, that's, I'm going to that, help out by providing some parts. Yeah. For, for fee, of course. Minimal. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that particular one has taken a lot, lot of research and a lot of um, like preparation and looking up sprues and looking up like I, I love doing that for some reason. When I'm planning on doing a conversion, you go into you go into the GW site and I love looking at the sprues really close up hmm. um, and like getting an idea for scale and seeing if it'll fit. And yeah, I was gonna say because um, I don't, I didn't recognize what the circle was. So that's from the middle. The main- of- that's like from the, main the Bailwind. middle of the Fane of Slanesh. Okay. And I saw that and I'm like, I wonder if that's a separate bit. And so I looked on the sprue and I'm like, oh my God, it's a separate bit. This is perfect. Um, and I really like the, the coin base as well. It's got all this, like the cool, like Eidness pottery and stuff on it as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, we did that. And then when I stuck it on top of the bail window, I wasn't happy with the look of it. I was like, I need something. Um, so I tried putting the hammer vortex like around it. Uh, it, it looked awful. I couldn't get rid of the hammers. So again, I hate Stormcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it took me a little while. And then I worked out if I use Phoenix wings, uh, uh, flame spy Phoenix wings and like heat bent them, which was a, Again, a brand new concept I've never done before is heat bending with a blow dryer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought, oh, I'll give this a try then. And yeah, I got a, I got two sets and had been bending them. And it was actually surprisingly easy. I was going to say, when I, yeah, looking at the photo, I was like, oh, th- does the curve of them just perfectly match the circle? Because they seem to fit perfectly. But obviously, yeah, if you've just, if you've heated them up and bent them, then yeah. Yeah, no, basically heating up and bending them. Um yeah, and it just took me a while to work out. Like, I really want some sort of weird, like, drippy water magic kind of thing. Um, but yeah, and I eventually found that and was still skeptical it would work, <laughs> as it's I do. Not, it's most... not going to be fire. It's going to be water. But yeah, it's going to be, like, magical kind of water okay. like kind of a bit like my Eidolon's cloak, okay. that sort of green, angry water. Are you going to use the... Have you done any experiment, given that it's probably Ideneth's the most common army I've seen use it, have you used any of the kind of water effects resin-like stuff, and are you planning on using anything? I don't like shiny stuff. <laughs> um, I, I've purposely stayed clear of resins, and I, I've seen it done before, and it looks really cool. I'm just personally not a fan of it. I like my things matte and... Um, I mean, I could do it, but yeah, not not a big fan of it. Okay, I just wondered if you might have been thinking of doing some using that new thing from I want to say Green Stuff World with the UV light that makes it kind of instant dry. You could do like water drips off the end of the. Yeah, so if I was probably going to have to eventually do something like that if the wings didn't work, um, but. I just prefer to use plastic, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not very good at sculpting stuff of my own. Um, so that's when I come, when it comes to my conversions and stuff, it's always like use as little green stuff as possible or none um, and just do my research, find the bits that I need. Like, I, I think I annoy a bunch of people by like, oh, can I look at your sprues for like these models and find the bit and be like, oh, is that going to fit? And I sort of mentally map it out in my mind. I'm like, that's kind of what I do. Like in, in architecture, I sort of like visualize it in my mind, how it all goes together and just sort of put it together in my head and be like, that would fit there and I can cut that a bit and that would fit in there. And it just sort of, yeah. Yeah, cool. Sometimes it, it works. Sometimes it's just completely by accident. So Nice. Um, so, yeah. um, like with your like your hobby in general, like would you say that you're like sort of what drives what drives your hobby? Like, are you like what informs your hobby? Like, kind of, are you more, more like all about lists? Or like, do you get inspired by writing lists, and then that sort of that'll tell you what you're going to paint? Um, or is it kind of like you see cool models and you go, oh, I really want to paint that, and I'll try and make my list fit the models that I like, or kind of a, a blend of the two, or yeah, like what's your um, yeah, what kind of informs your hobby? Um, I don't, I don't think I'm a particularly competitive player, but I feel like I kind of am a little bit at heart. I think <laughs> just everyone a has little that bit. little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. Definitely. Um, 
but like not in nature i don't intend to like write a broken list and it's literally the stuff that i really like and then i'll put in the necessities of the list so um like the when the deep king came out i was like i definitely want the sharks i definitely want volturnos and i want the eidolon they're all going in the list they've all got to go in and then it's just sort of all the necessary stuff that had to go in yeah, over so that, the, like, the models, and, so it's more the visual of the models was like, yes, I want that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's, cool. it's it's about like it was a it's a weird mix between like models I like and then stuff that you kind of have to take because it makes the army work. Yeah, did you um were you drawn to the the background and the lore and that side of things as well? Um, or was yeah, that no, from, I actually later or I really liked it. I really liked the um hadn't really hadn't really seen that much in um. Age of Sigma, like a really tragic, um, like race, <laughs> yeah. essentially. Like it's really, really horribly tragic. Like what they have to do, and mm. I feel like I've always been like an order boy at heart. <laughs> I yeah. always just like order armies for some reason. Um, and I hadn't really found that in the um, KO. I sort of, yeah. And then once I read the lore and stuff, I was like, oh, I really like these guys. Like they've got a dark side. Yeah. But they're yeah, just like, they have, like they've got they've got their upper classes which are sort of fully formed. Now, yeah, like, they've, got, they've got souls, but then they've got the, the kind of the worker. It's a it's a cast. It's a cast in. system for sure. It's like yeah. um like yeah, I know it's illegal now, but it still happens in India. The caste system there. Yeah, you've got like the Brahmins, and you've got the um, the people under that, and then under that, and under that, and you can't like intermingle between. I mean, it's been outlawed, but yeah um it's very much like that like you've got the the ones that are like lucky enough to be born with a full not wilting soul um which will live for like thousands of years because they're elves um and then you've got like these like poor almost half souls with like that live for like like 30 or 40 years which is like a weird concept for elves yeah that's (laughs) like is that the parties is that the yeah yeah the marty's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, their lifespan is they they get a soul forced into them, and then their lifespan is essentially 30, 40 years. Yeah, and they're just treated as kind of workers. And so they have to like they have to go to war to like capture souls to sort of fuel the race. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, they they the, they build <laughs> they build everything. They like they do all the hunting, all the food, basically, so that all the Ishlean and all the um. Kellyans and stuff can basically just train to fight essentially yeah and like learn magic and learn how to like solve the soul problem um and like a lot of in the lore a lot of the kings use the nomadi as like meat shields yeah <laughs> they 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 personally don't like doing it and the nomadi don't like doing it either but they kind of understand that we need- you kind of need to do this <laughs> for the greater good yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I really love the tragedy of it. Like, and they live really cool. under the sea. That under that, the sea, under the sea, <laughs> under the sea. You know it's better down where it's wetter. <laughs> is, does oh, that no. ever go through your head? Does that song ever come out to your head when while you're painting your Ardneth? All the time, <laughs> all the time, <laughs> all the time. Um, that explains a lot, you know, Ben. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just always in a jovial mood, Sebastian mood, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I just, you know, I'm moving four sharks around. Like, what, what wouldn't make you smile? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, how do they do they breathe under? Like, do they, they don't have gills. Do they have gills, or is it just all magical and living under the sea? Just take it or leave it. I don't <laughs> it know. Is it's not, it is, man. It's, <laughs> not, it's not particularly that well explained. Um, I think it's like it's like the uh, the Gungans from Star Wars. The Jar Jar Binkses, how they yeah. live in like those weird bubbles under the sea. Yeah, I think it's sort of like a bit magical. It's like so a they magical have like atmospheres deep under the. Underwater. Yeah, it's something that they say something about this magic, and they yeah. their magic helps them like that, live underwater. The, that's what they kind of. It's the ether sea. Yeah, that's what they bring onto so the they land. Can, they bring it with them, yeah, so they can yeah. do it on the land, and it's like a magical. Current. Yeah, so I, I think they need some sort of like weird land thing to live because they, you know, like they don't have gills or anything. But yeah. then they have to take their sea with them to yeah. like fight. And it was always a weird concept, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah. um, it was just um, a, a great uh, device just to make under like. It was definitely like sharks a, and eels and just all that really cool, uh, like Atlantean kind yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Um, uh, what was that movie? The new Aquaman movie is basically. Aquaman movie, yeah. David Deepkin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I only watched the that was visually battle. spectacular movie, um, yeah. and it was just deep underneath all over. I was just like, "Wow, that's cool." Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I watched the trailer, I was like, "Oh my god, that's just an alabex." Yep, yeah. cool. There's eels. <laughs> yep, cool. Yeah. And now I want like hermit crab people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's the rest of it? I want more. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no, you a really good. Bring up with the Atlantean thing. I've always loved the whole mythos behind Atlantis. Yeah. Like massive nerd about that. It plays um, into all that kind of, and it does, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the basing and stuff is all ba- like really wanted that nice green jade sort of under the sea kind of look. Um, yeah. And the armor, the, like the aesthetic itself, like their crests and sort of the shape of their um, it's very Grecian. Stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of that yeah classical yeah Grecian yeah. sort of. I, sort I went of- to a museum in Berlin for ancient history. And they had this bust of like this Greek soldier, and I was looking at it, and the armor is almost identical to what the Achaeans wear. Like the the way it's patterned and everything, it's all like really nicely sculpted and stuff. It's not like the bronze like chest nipples, like metal nipples, and, and like six packs. It was like really nice looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I looked at that. I'm like, that's where they've gotten their inspiration from, for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Oh, cool. So yeah, so you sort of, uh, yeah, you, you see models that you love, and then you you want to bring those and you fit other models in around to make the list work, and the law like just fuels it. Essentially, yeah. Like when I first started writing my Deepkin list, I really wanted to put four sharks in, but everyone was saying that sharks were garbage. <laughs> I don't want this to be turned into like a weird competitive thing or like whatever, but it, it sort of stop me from writing lists. I was like, oh, they're not going to be that great. Yeah. Uh, they're not that good. And then it was, it took, and that's why I sort of held off on doing them for a bit. And then eventually, um, I think Ash McEwen and Dan Brewer, I was just like, I really want to do deep kin. They're like, oh, okay. And I was like, I really want the sharks. And Ash just said, just do the sharks. Just do them. Like, who cares? And I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. I'll just do them. Yeah. Um, and then and once the I started, they are still good. It's just that you just compare anything in that book to Morsar Guard and they just aren't worth it. That's the only problem. It's not that they're bad. It's just that compared to another unit you can take in that book, point for point, 
they weren't as good, but it didn't mean that when you do take them and you don't take guard, they're rat, they're rubbish because they see, still I, clearly go into stuff and kill it. I, I never, I never looked at it that way. I always thought that they were just cool models and they need to go in. Um, I've, I'd never thought of them, ex- like never tried to compare them to Morsa because they are nothing like Morsa. Morsa fulfill their own role. Sharks are very different, but that's, that's, that's for another time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to rant on that, but yeah, it was like Ash McEwen was just like, yep, just do the sharks. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just do the sharks. Screw yeah. it. And then me and Brewer um, sat in a McDonald's car park after a game, Exiles Night, and we just wrote a list. <laughs> and it worked out to be exactly 2,000 points. I'm like, yep, okay, cool. This is what I'm going to work on. Well, the thing is, like, you're better off just painting what you like anyway because the rules will change, points will change over the years. Yeah. And you've got those models up your sleeve. And it's, yeah, yeah. They'll, like, they'll, they'll, they'll rise and now and they've got their points dropped. You're laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I actually really hated painting the eels. I really didn't like painting them when I painted my six, but I really enjoyed painting the sharks. Yeah, like, you did like the kind of the, the tigery stripes on them as well, didn't you? I, I just followed the um, yeah uh, video uh, Peachy's tutorial on doing oh, okay. them yep. with a few extra changes, but yeah, put yep. your own flair on it. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I preferred painting the sharks honestly. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I just I love that range. I, I love that range because the there's just so many different things on each of the models so like with ko there's just like you get these re- reoccurring themes like you've got the metal and you've got the jumpsuits and you've got the the weird dials and stuff and it's all across all of the models but like with deepkin there's so many different like textures and colors and like positions and stuff like that like makes it really interesting is there texture on the models themselves like the plastic for the eels and stuff or is it um just- yeah no, there's actually like little wrinkles and stuff on the eels Okay, yeah. So like, bit, yeah. Yeah, but like, um, but yeah, I just, there's just so much variety in there that it keeps you like, you just want to keep painting them, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, and the muscles and the nomadi are really, like, everything, all the muscles and stuff, all the stuff is really nicely defined. And I've always hated painting skin and like flesh, but sort of that sort of helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, if you ever saw my KO army and then you see my Deepkin army, it feels like there's a massive like gulf in between <laughs> like these two things. But like KO was like the first proper army I painted and then like was a bit disappointed by it by the end. Uh, I, like in the beginning I was like, oh yeah, I can, this is painted really well. I can win some painting awards. This is really cool. And then I just didn't. And I was like, oh, there must be something wrong with this. And then I sort of thought about it and I'm like, they are very just dull. They don't stand out at all. And mm-hmm. so Deepkin was like to change that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do bright and colorful and eye catching. Yeah. And they certainly are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always like looking at them. Always like, um, whenever I see them at events and stuff, it's, it's always a treat to go and have a get down on, on your knees and have a look. <laughs> All right. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, what was I talking about? <laughs> you can cut this bit. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was oh, I was just going to say the thing I really like is that you've done you've taken time to do stuff like freehand in the army that you don't even really see unless you're looking for it like the inside of Volturnus's cloak oh yeah example. that was that was fun because <laughs> um, um, you, you copied the famous piece of artwork Hokkazai's Great Wave yeah 
Um, um, yeah, I'll let you talk about it. But yeah, no, 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 no. Like, I'm glad you picked. I'm glad you noticed it because not many people do. <laughs> Well, because that's the thing that baffles me is you painted it on the inside of his cloak, not the outside. Yeah. And most of it's hidden by the model. Yeah. Um, but because, yeah, I knew you were painting on it. Like, I know it's something to look for and, like, it's done so well. But, like, yeah. what, what made you go, oh, do you know what? I'm going to paint this and I'm going to do it on the inside. <laughs> so you're hardly even going to see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, I painted, when I painted this, because I did it in sub-assemblies, like, I try and build most of my stuff so that I have as few sub-assemblies as I can, but his cloak was one of them. I was like, I can't do this without sub-assemblies. Um, and so I painted it in the red and the blue, and then the, I did the cream. Um, and then I was like, this is my first real chance to freehand something. Um, I, I really love, like I'm fairly obsessed with that particular piece of like art, the, the Great Wave. I've watched like several document. There's several documentaries about it, so <laughs> I've I've watched them a couple of times, and like they really break down how it's composed and stuff. Um, and I thought this is a really good way to get into freehand. Um, and I I just looked at the cream cape, and I was just like, it's a bit boring. Like it's not hasn't got anything really going for it. And then I thought of that. I'm like, bam, yep. And then I sort of yeah, it was just working out how to paint it, and then it took a couple of tries, but. Once I sort of worked it out, it actually wasn't, like, that bad. It was, like, super fun. But then I realized after I stuck it on, I'm like, you can't really see it. But I did that with, like, my, my tanks in 40K. I used to paint all the insides and, like, decorate them nicely. And then you shut the door and be like, no, you can't see them. But for me personally, I know it's there and it makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah. You know it's there. I know it's there, exactly, yeah. But it, it, it does add a really nice little little bit to the... To, to Volturnos, like, just a little bit more visual interest to it. Like, if you if you do catch it, you're like, oh, that's interesting. Like, Yeah, it's and it, I mean, it's done so well. So to hear that's, like, one of your first kind of bits of freehand is kind of amazing. It's actually, yeah, the composition of that, because it's done with, like, inks and, like, done in layers, like, that style of Japanese printing, um, that's basically how I did it, essentially, was just doing it, with that layer system you put one one color and then you build it up and build it up you start with the lighter color and then you build it up to the darker color but i sort of didn't reverse because it doesn't really work with paint um yeah well cool it, it was actually yeah fairly simple like once you work out the process of what goes down first you block it out and then you block this bit in and you block this bit in and yeah yeah it was it's not as hard as you think it is mm. but doing it on because obviously it's not on a flat canvas either. You did it on a cloak, which has got curves into it as well. So you've had to work out the angles for how that yeah. would work as well. Yeah, it's not perfect, but yeah, it took a little while. But I use it as like my first chance to do something, and I'm glad I did it. So, um, Is the is back it... of his cloak flat, or is it scales? No, like, it's just... As in it's... the outside. Um. No, it's pretty much, it's not as dramatic on the inside as it is on the outside. Like, there's not as many, like, ruffles in the cloak, but it's still, like, a little bit, like, wavy, kind of, yeah. the way it's done. Um, so it was a little bit easier than what you think it might be. I was just um, wondering, could could you do another one on the outside? Like a double-sided cape. Oh, God. <laughs> if I was going to do that, I, I do want to paint just a normal king. Um I've, I've got very few models left that I have to paint, but I do want to paint everything in the range. So I've still got the sea, Idol Under the Sea to paint. 
uh, more solder paint, reavers to paint, and uh, the other oh, king, just the king generically, mm-hmm. rather than Volturnos. Um, and I have got this amazing, like, um, done in that Japanese style of like a magic cup, like a beautiful <laughs> yep. flying magic cup with these waves. And I'm like, I that, that could be really fun to put on the, on a cloak or something. Um, so yeah, there's there's plans, but it's just sort of getting stuff done for tournaments at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. So would you say that you've got like a particular style of painting or do you just basically like watch loads of videos and see new stuff and kind of try new like do you actively try and try different styles or do you take if you see something will you adapt it to fit your style um i've kind of got my own little bit of a style it's very like i like highlighting up to that really bright highlight um but generally, it's just following techniques and, um, like, the KO army was my first foray into, like, painting a proper army fully, like, and, like, learning how that works and, like, burnout and how to, like, co- like control all of that. And, um, and my, the Deepkin were very much, like, for me to learn a bunch of different techniques over the course of, like, six months. Um, so basically I would take, I'd look at tutorials and look at like the official GW ones and like other videos and stuff, um, and try and do them, but sort of put my own little spin on them saying like, I don't like airbrushing, so I'll do it with, um, I'll do it with a brush kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't airbrush anything. I do it all with a brush. Have, um, you, tri- have you ever tried airbrushing? No, I haven't. No. Um, it's one of those things that I do, I wouldn't mind trying just once, but honestly, I feel like there's so much more to learn with just brush painting that like there's years, years of years of stuff that I can learn that I didn't really need it. I'm not like a, I don't want to be like a painting snob. Like uh, some airbrush stuff is like, it's useful and it looks really nice, but personally I don't like the effect that it gives. It's going to be like more like, you mean like that look where it's that kind of uh, it's it's very obvious that it's been yeah like um, I know like kind of thing like really good painters can like airbrush stuff and then make it look like it's not airbrushed kind of yeah they're getting but, it to get that transition that really smooth transition and get um get flat colors down real nicely like yeah exactly and yeah. then adding their own highlights and inks and washing yeah we're well, doing out all the stuff yeah. Yeah. Um, just a, another, yeah, another you tool. don't just like it when it's just airbrushed because you don't get the wash, you don't, you yeah. don't get the recess, you just get flat color. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, I, like, I, I don't want to like stop anyone from using like airbrushes. Like, you do whatever you want to do, but oh, yeah. I personally yeah. just not a fan. Yeah, I'm still yet to make the a proper um, go of it. Like, I've only I've only done it once really. Like, I just I think it's that time Chris will came over and we were doing the terrain. Yeah. It would um, be amazing for terrain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well that's where you'd start, I guess. That'd be the perfect place to start to get just the, the hang of it and all that yeah. sort of thing. So, yeah. I mean yeah, yeah to be sure. honest, it's just um, yeah. I just use mine for putting down fast base coats sometimes and I still use it very rarely to be honest because it is a bit of a faff and there's a lot of messing around with it before you kind of get it working properly and paints can have different text like thicknesses and stuff so it's not just like you can't just do every any paint you use it's 
one drop of thinner and one drop of paint and it will flow perfectly it won't like so yeah. you always have all this time of to be honest the first 10 minutes i turn my airbrush on every time it's just like okay why is it clogged how many times do i have to <laughs> disassemble it run thinner through it clean it before it actually starts working and then it will run for a little bit and then it'll sputter and then you're like okay now i need to clean it out to change paint why is this paint now too thick like so they aren't they aren't immediate just plug and play things and it takes a bit of getting used to yeah but um they definitely can be useful but yeah you don't need them for sure like to achieve incredible like fine painting so yeah i I just prefer the brush honestly i just like it more than machine (laughs) yeah fair enough yeah what about um contrast paints have you um been experimenting with them so not on my deepkin because I already started them without contrast, and so yeah. I won't yeah. I won't be doing them um, with contrast at all. Um, but I have been I've been toying around with um, contrast on like Corsair capes, uh, black art Corsairs, and it works really well. Like there's some really gorgeous colors yeah. in that range. Like I I really love some of them, um, and I think they definitely are useful as a tool. I wouldn't use to paint an entire army, but I would, if there was a particular thing on the army that needed to be done and would look really good, it would, I'd probably use contrast just because yeah. it's, it's quite fun to use as well. Just like mm. to see it instantly work. It's like, Oh wow. Okay. This is actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yet to kind of like go full into it, but I think for the similar reasons to you, Ben, like uh, my stuff is already painted a certain way. And if I'm adding to my army, I tend to keep it in the same sort of, uh, style of painting, I guess, with, but I'm finding that as new stuff comes through, I'm gradually kind of incorporating it into my newer models. Yeah, yeah. Without deviating too far from the aesthetic, but uh, but introducing a new something new. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like yeah. if if I was ever to do another army again with um, the Shattered Dominion bases, I'd yeah. probably use contrast on that. Um, cause it is a bit of a pain in the ass to, <laughs> to paint them. Yeah. Um, they take almost as long as the models themselves to do. Yeah. Right. To do them well. I think so. Yeah. I, every time I see Shattered Dominion bases, I'm really not a fan. I just think they end up looking too plain, which is yeah. weird because they generally have like the whole point of them is that they were built to have like more texture than any normal base but i think because of that most people have seen run into the trap of just like one color one color maybe dry dry brush brush, and they just end up looking plain Mm. um and i don't think the detail on them is particularly great i think it was when they were like done by like i don't know like a not particularly fine detail cad or something and they're just like there's skulls in them but they're not well detailed and I see. I think that was intentional, though, with the design because you don't want the bases to be detracting from the models, and so just having like a slightly more looser design on the base sort of helps bring out the really sharp, fine details on a model. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I really like the Shattered Dominion bases on my like. I really wanted to use them for my Deepkin because I was like, this is perfect for that Atlantean sort of like broken like empire kind of look. Mm. Yep. But yeah. it just took a while to make it look interesting rather than just, like, one dry brush. Like, there's a lot that goes into those those bases. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, actually, I think some of that 
the new Bracken stuff, not all of it, but there's some of the smaller pieces, the shapes of it, I think, could work really well as coral. Yeah, if yeah, you, yeah. If you used, like, the very vibranty pastel pinks and stuff like that, I actually think you could use that with Shattered Dominion to make it look like coral and stuff coming yeah. out. Yeah, and the Shattered Dominions are great for using that um, GW um, Bracken and stuff because you can just literally, instead of it just sitting on a tiny point, on like the base, you can stick it down in these cracks yeah. with stupid glue and it will just hold forever. Yeah. Um, and that, that's another thing which I've always hated ever since I've started this, this hobby is flying stands, not nicely designed flying stands. So like I used to play Tau and they used to have flying stands on their drones and I kind of liked them. They kind of fit the army, but then when the new style of, um, flying stands came around i hated them like the curved ones i looked at them and i'm like these are gonna break <laughs> like immediately and yeah i was like I'm not gonna put myself through that so i it took me a little while to devise a way to i started doing it with my like balloon boys my ko just mounting them on um, bits of like ruins and stuff they didn't turn out like perfectly but there was a good learning curve to be like this is possible i can do this um and so, yeah, it was just basically trying to go through all the GW scenery and pick something that I could use as like a coral kind of thing to mount all my sharks and my eels and stuff on. So I could like weld bond it to the base rather than like contact bond it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I ended up using the, um, uh, what are they called? Um, the, 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 the Death World Forest. Um, Shardrack spines. Yeah, yep. The, oh, yeah. I know. the elder, not elder. Yeah, there's weird like spin, like the spine sharp things. Yeah, the sharp things. Yeah, they look really yeah. weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but once you like hack them up a little bit, like I hacked up. I didn't like the the Nurgle bubbles on them. Mm. That was really weird. So I hacked them up and made them look more like um like limpets and stuff like that. Like hard right. in the edges and um yeah. Once you get some paint on them, they're actually kind of they really kind of work really well as coral. Um, there's lots of other different ways. Like I've seen people use the Azerite ruins um, yeah. for them. I feel like they're a bit too chunky for the models, but that's just personal preference really. But yeah, like I like using plastic <laughs> whenever I can to like mount a bottle to the base. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, like the Shadow Dominion is really fun. I, I did such a bad basing with my KO, I needed to redeem myself. <laughs> I feel like this entire Deepkin army is a story of redemption of like how badly my first army was painted. Um, <laughs> so I needed to make it up to myself to be like, okay, now, yeah, I've got to do really good at this. Um, and I went in with the aim of at least getting like painting nominations with this army. Like that was my sole goal. Like even if the list was going to be awful, um, I was, and if I won a painting nomination, I was going to be happy with how I did. So, and I did, so I was quite happy. Yeah, and you got best terrain um, at Cancon, and you also um, at Sydney Slaughter got uh, regiment regiment of renown award on the sharks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Um, yeah, that was a unanimous decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was good. Like I've. It's basically what this army was was painted for was like to try and get something like that, and so I have been, so I'm quite happy yeah. with how they're going. Well, I really look forward to seeing what, um, you know, what where you go next. I've got yeah, my t- I'm looking forward to finishing off my turtle. <laughs> yeah, I'm slowly getting the um the urge to go back and paint it. I've made this like ridiculous base for it, 
um, it's like it's like a small like terrarium on the bottom. Like there's fish <laughs> coming out of like coral, and there's like that big piece of Eldar ruin, and like yeah, there's coral, and there's like a broken up half of a um skycutter chariot, like the boat bit. Yeah, oh, right. like, I can't wait to see it. I cut that up, but yeah, it's and the, uh, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but yeah, I'll do it eventually. Yeah, yeah cool. So you're do you have a future army that isn't Deepkin, like a new project coming up? Or have you not decided yet? Depends. I, I honestly don't know. Um, I've got a couple of ideas. I've got a couple of irons in the fire. Um, I really like the, the spider riders. I think they're really fun. Yeah. Um, but I think I need to be closer to Cancon to get me to, into gear to like paint a full army. Um, with the spider fang, um, I really want to go back to like my own basing rather than like Shadow Dominion stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Shadow Dominion taught me enough to be like, okay, I've got to put effort into my bases. So now I've gone back and like, okay, now I'm actually going to like put more details and extra like textures and stuff into it and like really build it up, make it yeah. more interesting. Um, you could actually do a really cool, like I've always, I like spiders. I'd never do them, but I've always thought, I don't know why, but like basing's kind of my thing. Like I, I don't consider myself a particularly good painter so i'm like okay how can i make up for it and i, I find basing kind of enjoyable and i'll come up with schemes and i like it because it's the thing that keeps an army cohesive yeah um and like all the spider stuff i've always just wanted to do like a cobwebbed forest so mm-hmm. i'd get loads of parts of like the old citadel wood trees and bits like that and then i'd just get string and i'd do like strands and make spiders webs around it and then you can go over it with like some of the various texture paints and stuff to just create like the glistening webs. And yeah. Stuff like that. And yeah. I, I thought that would be like really cool to do because you can use full trees for like the big spiders and then just little bits of the branches for all the smaller spiders. Yeah. And it'd just be fun to just sit there with some thread and just go around and just make webs and just like wrap it around stuff. And yeah, I should, I feel like um, fishing line might serve that purpose better. Hmm. And, like, how people do, like, slime and stuff on, like, Nurgle and yeah. other things, like, yeah. blood and stuff. Like, Just with, with glue strands. I've done that, um, literally, on my Nurgle. Like, uh, Yuhu, all-purpose. Yeah. Love that stuff. <laughs> the one, the stuff in the yellow tube. You could get silkworms. Oh, God, yeah, you could get silkworms. No, <laughs> that would be a nightmare. Silkworms or actual spider web. Did you guys ever keep silkworms at all as, like... Well, you yeah, probably, yeah. you, you didn't, Chris, I know. But, like, did you, James? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had silkworms. In, like, school or, like, school, whatever? Yeah, we had some at home for it. Yeah, there's one of, it's like kind of almost like a rite of passage for primary school kids to have a silkworm box at some stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we had, and it was it's weird hunting, for Chris. You go hunting for mulberry what? trees. This is an Australian thing. What? I, I think because we have you to climb silkworms? it for it. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we actually had silkworms, yeah. Yeah, well, we had a mulberry tree in the back in my backyard, so we would always be the ones that would bring in the leaves for them yeah. to eat. We go, yeah, hunting for mulberry trees. We'd there was one in the neighborhood, and it was we'd come back covered in mulberry berry juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were actually pretty good. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> I remember making a pie out of them once. They were really good. <laughs> but yeah, this weird um, thing, like this but weird yeah, rite of passage in like Australian primary schools. <laughs> um. Well, no, they stink. Don't they're awful? <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> so maybe, maybe spiders in the future, but no, no solid plans yet. 
Yeah. So I think we might, we're kind of coming towards the end of the show. So I think we'll just go to the few listener questions that we got asked on Twitter for you. There yeah. are only a few and I'll be Ooh. honest, it's manly. It's it's mainly AOS shorts posting various yeah. gifts. Before um, you go into this. So I've got the spiders as one of the irons in my fire. Yeah. The, the other few irons will depend on how cities of Sigma turn out. The new book Ooh, turns yes. out. Yes. Interesting. I, so if they make like cavalry much better, which I've heard they're going into, um, they've gone in, like they're redoing scrolls and they want to make Cav feel more like Cav should. Um, I really love the Demigriff models. Yep. And I'd love to do like an all Demigriff knight, like Venetian style force with okay. like using the Harlequin masks on the, um, on the like, fancy hats with the, the yeah, make them really colorful and bright. And because I went to Venice recently and I like fell in love with that place. And I really would love to like bring that aesthetic to the table. Yeah, with the masks yeah. and like the cool. sweet looking thing. So yeah, right. Have you seen Chris Tomlin's Venetian flesh? Yeah, courts? yeah. Uh, the the Nighthorn. No, the flesh eater courts that he did a few years ago. Oh, I've seen flesh eater courts. I've seen the. I know the. I know the one you mean, Ben. The Nighthorn one. Yeah, he's a. I think he's a. He's a European guy. I think he might be Spanish um, or Italian, but um, oh, he's done he's... that all the night haunts. I think he's Ch- Chilean. He's from South America, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Chilean. I think I've seen oh, that. Okay. As well. stay, yeah, staying corrected. But I, I can't remember his name, but I've, I know exactly what you mean. That's kind of like... It looks really cool, yeah. Kind of shrouds on a penny farthing or something. Yeah, and like the, all the, <laughs> they've used the masks from the Harlequins. Yeah, um, yeah. Like all that. And I'm like, that's perfect. And they could be a really fun army to like... I think one do. of them's like in a... Like one of the boats. They're like little boatmen and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Oh, all God. the stripey stuff, but yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, want to like... Out- Check out um, Chris Tomlin's Flesh Eater Courts Army. He did like t- two, three years ago. It was quite early days. I think it, it was definitely before Feck, like the new book. And he did this whole Venetian court and he had like manticores as the dragons and stuff. Oh, it was cool. all, as, as all as if they were under the delusion of this thing. That's really cool. Um, I'll check it out. And yeah, he did like a dramatic reading of stuff he wrote for his court, which is actually really cool. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's actually really cool. If you, can, you should be able to find it online. But. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and no, I'll check it out. Um, um, okay, so that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, but then... Venetian Empire. Yeah, but then if, if GW releases something really sweet, like really sweet, like I'm thinking like elves again. <laughs> like, like light elves? <laughs> or even like... Everyone's waiting for. Or even like with the Beast Grave. Um, the silhouettes of those like what are probably new wanderers? Oh, like centaurs and stuff. Centaur, like war that war dancer aesthetic. Yep, I'd love to do like tattoos and stuff. Like that's my next like freehand sort of thing. I yeah, did have a cool. I did have a thought of doing like Polynesian um, ogres. Oh yeah, with like the the sweet like tattoos and like converting them with like all that very Polynesian aesthetic, but yeah, with like a fire belly, but you know, a little. Yeah, that's right. cool. That probably won't happen. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. But I really love going What's down the, the ideas, eh? Yeah, really love going down the track of like freehand and like really colourful things. So Yeah, it um, sounds like a lot of tattoo type skin work there. Yeah. It, so and also quickly war cry, I'm definitely doing the Corvus Cabal. The bird the bird people. Yeah. 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 But I'm painting them up to be like um really colourful. And um the like parrots, essentially. <laughs> they're 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 called the car uh, the the Corvass queens, right? And they're like a, a rogue Mardi Gras party that goes around, <laughs> and they're all like it's like Brazilian Mardi Gras. 
like gold pop i'm thinking like gold hot pants and like really colorful feathers and stuff like that so fantastic <laughs> we'll see, be to see. <laughs> i had to i had to like gay it up a bit so you know i couldn't i couldn't just do black like not anymore gotta represent oh i just didn't want to do black <laughs> i had too much fun painting the feathers on my um spider riders i'm like yep let's do this this will be fun <laughs> too funny <laughs> Okay, so yeah, sounds like there's a few options there depending on what GW drops. So. Tell you what, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit excited about the gold hot pants. So, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they're going to turn out, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, let's go to the Twitter questions we got. So Dan Brewer has asked, what are your thoughts on Baby Shark? I've told them this before. I hate Baby Shark. I hate it. I will like, I will verbally threaten people that, that sing that when I put them on the board. Um, various words I've used are, I will tear your throat out. Um, <laughs> I will tear your spine out through your mouth. Um, I hate it. <laughs> it's an annoying. It's evil. Um, I've got little brothers who like would sing it and listen to it all the time. And yeah, I hate it. I'm not. Kids, Not. you'll be pleased to know Kids Channel have taken it and done their own version oh, of it. I like, know, they've made a cartoon. But yeah. in, in short, I hate it. Cool. Um, Dan from AOS Shorts asks, why didn't you do a Megalodon first and then post a picture of someone else's cool-looking deep Konami with a giant shark, I'm assuming, standing in as a turtle? Yeah. Um, I didn't actually think about doing that. I, I If I found a really sweet-looking model... I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I've seen that. I wouldn't have sculpted it myself for sure. Um, I don't know. Like, I like the turtle. <laughs> I wanted to kind of do the turtle, so that's why I didn't do a Meg. Um, also, like, I'd need to do a, a special like Jay from Stafen model to like sit on top of the shark. Oh, it's the Meg. Well, that's just Volturnus, right? He's bald. He's <laughs> he is the Deepkin Jay from Stafen. My yeah. name is Volturnus. <laughs> I don't kill. I don't kill women or children. I just kill their fathers and their dads. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, just Jason Statham. Yep. <laughs> cool. Uh, and then yeah, the rest are all Dan AOS shorts. So left or right shark, as in from the Katy Perry. Oh, who's the one that did? Show? Who's the one that didn't follow the script? Oh, I don't even know. The one that uh, I am the one that didn't follow the script. I think because... it was right shark. No, left shark. I think it was left shark. Okay. Everyone was like, "Poor left shark." I don't know the one the the one that didn't do what they were supposed to do. That seems to fit me more. Yeah. Uh, are fish friends or food? I'm allergic to fish. And all seafood, so they're friends <laughs> currently. Why did I... you do deep kid? <clears throat> I don't know. Because they're your friends because you're not eating them. I don't have to it eat them. Yeah. <laughs> they're plastic. They're plastic, Chris. They're plastic. Okay. Um, yeah, they're <laughs> gross friends that I don't ever want to touch. <laughs> uh, do people need bigger boats? Yes. I think GW should be listening to this when they release their new KO book. Um, we do need a bigger boat for sure. Super ironclad. Come on, Forge World, give us a bigger boat. <laughs> give us oh, a brigantine. Can you imagine like an ironclad that you could put a unit of forty Arcanauts onto? 
Just give me a battleship or something. That'd be, that would actually be really cool. Zilfin, drop that motherfucker down and just... <laughs> Talking about Urbaz. Urbaz for the win. But is that question asking, like, about a bigger Ardeneth boat? Um, maybe. I mean, I can kill a, an Ironclad pretty easily with four sharks, so yes, you do need a bigger boat. Yep. Uh, favorite Happy Days character? I've never even watched that show. Cool. Uh, isn't the Fonz one of them? Yeah. So. I'll hey. go with the Fonz. Hey. And then last one, favorite animated shark? It's not that many, honestly. I love street sharks as a kid. Um, I was going to say, I don't know what this is. So Yeah. Is it, is it Australian, I'm assuming? The no, 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 it was, it was, it was American. Okay. I'm not sure whether James, you were young enough to to know what they were. Were they, oh. were they the dudes with? Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, were they uh, the dudes with? Um, just saying. Just, just saying, you old James. I'm just saying. No, I'm just like yeah, they were like bikers. They were a biker gang, and they were like sharks with like. Yeah, legs. vaguely. Yeah, I was. I was probably a bit old for that. I was probably. You probably can't young. remember what was your dementia what, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Chris, I was saying like he's probably like Fuck you. six years old. How old are you? Not to like, you can cut this bit out, but like, how old are you, James? <laughs> I don't want to guess. I'd rather just know from the source. Fuck, how about go fuck yourself? Oh, okay, all right. I'm guessing <laughs> it was like five or six years above me in my age. And so it was probably too old to be watching cheese TV in the morning. <laughs> just saying. Um, so I, I, named- I, was, I was old enough to be like the guy who used to compare that show was like my age. Yeah, yeah. On cheese TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I was saying. It was only like, you still look beautiful and youthful. And then that's continuing that, like that. that you hope you look like that. <laughs> Whatever. I've dug myself enough holes. Ben's, Ben's backpedaling out of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. No. You're old, James. You're old. Let's just hear the truth about it. Every second closer is a second. <laughs> Every second you're getting older and older. All right? So am I. So is Chris. We're all doomed to die. It's the fate of all humans. Yes, keep laughing, <laughs> keep laughing, funny man. <laughs> um, uh, gold. But yeah, I loved street sharks for sure. And I named there's four in that gang, and I named each of my sharks after them. Um, Tom Tom Holdsworth made me name them, so I'm like, yep. Uh, there's like there's streaks. There's uh, big slamu. Uh, there's a screecher. What about the shark from Finding Nemo? No, I don't like them. Didn't like Bruce. Them. No. Bruce. Bruce. No, I didn't like him. <laughs> no, street sharks—they're animated for sure. What about know. Jaws? Does Jaws count? Jaws no, was an animatronic. He was, he was animatronic. He's animatronic. I was just going to say he wasn't animated. So, if you if Dan wanted to ask me what my favorite animatronic shark was, I'd have to go with Jaws. Wasn't there like another shark? Movie like the Meg. giant, yeah. Giant. Oh, the, there's there's a Sharknado. There's the Sharknado movie. The Sharknado, oh, yeah. Um, when they um, they, they'd be classified as animated. 3D yeah, I don't think that, I don't think there were real sharks flying through the sky in tornadoes, James. So yeah, they were probably animated. <laughs> <laughs> I saw about that movie and went, all right. Well, I'm turning this off now. <laughs> Back in my day, sharks would fly through the sky. It's flying tornadoes. <laughs> it's raining turtles and sharks. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> Let's just get up, dust myself off and keep going. James, James, you're going to get to the shark shelter. Quick. <laughs> your dad's in there. Get your dad. 
They've come uh, again. What have we done? Who invited this guy? I think, I right. think we've I think we've derailed. Yeah, I think you have too. Oh god. Oh god. Have fun editing this. No, it's not getting edited. It's <laughs> edit that, James. <laughs> no. You want that on the record, I guess. So yeah, okay. Fair enough. I'll own that. Okay. Well I I think let's try and wrap this one up. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, ben, have you got any um any shout outs? Anyone you want to give some love to on air? Um You, James. <laughs> and how amazing you are. <laughs> <laughs> and how beautiful and useful you are. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> your good genes. I'll take it though, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Um your good genetics. Like, oh god, if only. Uh, <laughs> um I don't know. Um just everyone I mean, that's like stuck around with me and like put up with me. What's what's your most probably like if you were gonna you said obviously most of the stuff you've kind of learned has been it's not really like you come up with it, you're always watching like content from other people, like how to create videos and stuff. If you were gonna recommend one source for somebody trying to step up their painting or their hobby, what would you recommend for people to go and look at or listen to? Um so I think I'd probably go more with the terrain side of things. So I'd probably go with um, Mel from the, the Terrain Tutor and cool. uh, Luke from Luke's, I think he's changed now to his thing. It used to be called Luke's Affordable Paint Service or something. But one was like really good model making. The other was like doing it on the cheap. And so <laughs> whenever I can save money, I'll do that. So yeah, I'll shout out, I'll shout out them. Let's do that. Cool. And where can we find you online? And is there anywhere we can go, like, to check out your army? Um, not really. I haven't really put it up or taken any proper photos of it. Uh, I am just starting on the Twitters. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm still trying to learn how to use that goddamn confangled, like, <laughs> nightmare of an app or nightmare of a, of a whatever it is. Um, sure. I'd recommend, uh, like, you might find Instagram more suitable. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of. I was always a bit shy in like putting out my stuff, just because. Just, just do one just for hobby, because it, it's a great it's a great place to, you know, just to have like it, treat it as like as your own personal sort of hobby blog, really, and just yeah share and because um, it is a beautiful army, and it's it's a shame that we can't go somewhere to go and check it all out. Yeah, I, I've got to I've got to do that. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably start it up. <laughs> yeah. Just go for it. Like, and it could, it'd be another aspect of your hobby, like um, taking nice photos, setting up a scene um, and putting it out there. Yeah. No, I do want to get a fish tank for Sydney GT. That is yeah. my plan. <laughs> That'll yeah. be, I'll get a fish tank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Cool. Well, cool. Ben, thank you for joining us on the show. It's been an absolute treat. Uh, has it? Pleasure. Has it really? <laughs> always, I asked myself always. really seriously, was it worth having me on? <laughs> well, I feel like we've created a monster, but then I realised, well, the monster was already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for putting up with me, guys. Lurking. No, in you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. No, it's been really, it's been really insightful to be honest. To hear, yeah, like lots of this stuff that I didn't realise that all your freehand was so new and 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 things like that. So, um, yeah, it's as much as you might think it was not insightful. I'm sure there's always people out there listening that find it really interesting to hear, like all the different ways you can piece something together and where you can get useful tips and stuff from. So, yeah, no, thanks. Honestly, just give it a go. If you haven't done it before, just just try it. Like I was always scared, but then I just did it, and then yeah. Yeah, cool. You might stuff up and that's fine. Just paint over it and start again. 
<laughs> You'll get there. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, no and yeah, if anyone wants to get hold of me, you can find me at Wounded Mortally on Twitter. And if you want to get a hold of me, I'll be at Duke Cadrick on Instagram and Twitter and on the Facebooks, Sydney page, all the usual pages online, Australia, Warhammer, uh, Death Group, Canberra. He's everywhere. He's everywhere, guys. He's everywhere. I lurk like, like everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Lurking, not the best choice of words, but you know. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next time. It's me, Christopher Crawford, here with James Mayberry and Ben Spinetti. Yeah. We're going to talk about our hobby and highlights. Sorry. I'm not painting manners. I'm Do you want to look at my little tight slouches? <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Fucking hell. I knew yeah. you were going to do that. Yeah. Yes. I, got, I out put, got out of your system. I okay, didn't want to, but I, I couldn't resist. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It can go in the bloopers.